LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for his glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of EST. My name is Josh King. This is episode 104, and I'm excited, as always, to be talking with my good friends Micah and Sam. How are you guys today, and what's going on in your world? Doing awesome. Oh, yeah? I'm great, man. Yeah, things Micah, are good. Micah is one year older. He I, is. I, happy I'm birthday to Micah Fries, as, every, as a lot of people as, read As everybody it. likes to call me. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. And, uh, Forty-year-old fries. <laughs> I, am, I think I, I saw a YouTube 40. video on that with McDonald's fries, and they lasted forever. <laughs> so, did That's you do anything awesome. cool for the for the fortieth? Well, I preached twice. I threw my back out, so that was I thought the perfect <laughs> way to celebrate my fortieth birthday. That's I preached awesome. from a stool in all the services yesterday because my back was hurting so bad, and. Uh, Preached twice, spoke in two life groups, and then my wife threw me a big surprise birthday party last night. So that, that was fun, man. We had about 150 people show up, and we had a shindig. It was a good time. That is cool. That is very cool. So a shindig. A shindig, yeah, that, man. That's, that's what, what we do 40-year-olds do. That's exactly <laughs> right. I'm, I'm curious I, the, what is it, etymology of shindig? Of shindig? Dig. I bet it's dancing. Really question. It sounds, if you think about, think about the word, it sounds very painful. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine Someone was digging painful. into your my shins? back's hurting. <laughs> I, I bet it's I, I've, I bet I've been it's dancing. Having, I've been having back issues. I went to the doctor and the doctor said to me and I, I promise you this is what he said. He said, "Hey man, your your back looks pretty good for a guy your age." And uh, I said, "Yeah, that's absolutely not what I wanted to hear." <laughs> so there was no dancing on my part yesterday at the Shindig. Oh, good, good, because, uh, you know, we wouldn't want you in more pain. So Not to mention, nobody wants to see Micah dance. I can promise you that. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I, do. I, I want to see. I want to see a YouTube video. I'm picturing. So, I'm picturing on. Elaine, like all thumbs and kicking legs. <laughs> there is going to be a video coming out here probably this week. At the end of our last service yesterday, at the end of each of the services I was in, they they did a little happy birthday and they would sing happy birthday that sort of thing. At the end of our last service yesterday. Uh, our youth pastor, one of our youth pastors and one of our youth volunteers came out and did this thing that evidently I found out they do every week at you, in the youth group for birthdays. And they have this gospel choir on the videos singing happy birthday. And these two guys are, uh, are one of our youth pastors and one of the assist, uh, our volunteers danced around the stage in circles around me. Mm. And it was horribly glorious like that's so funny. bad it was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely going to make its way to Twitter and Facebook. I love it. You know what the world needs? What's that? The world needs a a gif or a gif (laughs) of Micah doing the floss. That's what the world needs. (laughs) Micah can't. I have tried to get my kids to show me, and they have tried, and I've tried it, and I can't make it work. I I just don't even try to really do it, and my kids just constantly are telling me to stop it because I'm so bad at it, but don't care. What I like... What I like to do is I like to go in public and then just spontaneously start dancing. And when people mm. look at me, I loudly say, my daughter taught me how to do this. And uh, 
she gets really embarrassed and runs away. And <laughs> I like to say, where is your parents? Where are your parents at when they're yeah, exactly. more out in public? <laughs> so speaking of shindigs, we, uh, we've got a topic this morning about leading team meetings or committee meetings. Some churches call them teams. Others call them committees. They're, they're functionally the same. And so we're talking about like building and finance, personnel, maybe even a deacon meeting if, if, you're, if you're leading that one, and uh, just sharing some of the insights on effectively doing those. I feel like a lot of pastors think those are beatings, and uh, in some ways they are, but the reason they are is because I don't think we're doing our homework, or we're not doing the steps that make them effective and less of a beating. What are you guys, what are your thoughts just initially on team meetings? I like meetings because I'm an extrovert and I like being around people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I love meetings. I've averaged like 20-some meetings a week in the two and a half years I've been here. I adore meetings. That probably makes my staff go nuts. But (laughs) I like meetings. I think sometimes – I love the structure that you've developed and we're going to talk about here in just a minute, Josh. Um, But I think a lot of times we mess up meetings because we don't allow relationship to drive the – the the experience and so mm-hmm. our meetings yeah. are very relational at Brainerd. We're constantly going back. There's a lot of banter and dialogue. Uh, try and we try and pull back on the monologue if possible. Though that's hard for me because I like to talk. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think relationship can help drive really good meetings. I totally agree. I think that you know I'm constantly circling back in meetings, and you can tell the first couple times this happens, and saying, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. I think we could go with that. But how do you feel about that? Can you get behind this? Is this something? And they're like, yeah, that's effective. No, I'm not worried about if it's effective right now. I think it is effective. I'm worried about literally, can you own this? Do you feel good about this? Is this a good move? And how do we get you to that point as well? So I'm with you. We, we've we got to do work, but pastoring in church, this is family. This is relationship. So we can't do work and use people as you know avenues. I like meetings. You get stuff done. You got to get stuff done, right? And That's uh, exactly right. That's, so that's so we have works. two relational people and one task-oriented person. Your task? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and I think I'll probably I'm, – I'm a little – no, you're the one who just said we get – I like meetings because I like to get things done. So that's Okay, task. yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's task. task on mm-hmm. the task side. Micah is like talking about the relational side of meetings. I'm probably a little bit of a mix. Right? Yeah, I'd say get things to done together. Meetings are fun to me because it's people, and I love people. I mm. love being with people. I love hanging out with people. There are occasionally people I don't love having meetings with, but generally speaking, <laughs> I love meetings. Yeah, I love I love most people. I, yeah, that's, I, that's I, it. I love the Lord. The Lord loves people, so we can deal with it. That's how that works for my brain. So we've got uh, five, I think, pretty effective strategies. When thinking about meetings, these are not five steps, not necessarily in order. But just uh, some five things that you're going to want to make sure are happening either pre, post, or during the meeting. Number one, agenda. Set an agenda. I think that's wildly important, right? Do you guys do this? Who sets the agenda for your meeting? Um, Well, it depends on the meeting. If it's the staff, I I set the agenda. And if it's our committee meetings, the chairperson, we have four committees that help the operations of the church. The chairperson would work with me on – setting the agenda for the committee meetings. Yeah. And then if it's our business meetings, which happen quarterly, the church council, which is the head of all the committees and me, will help determine the business meetings of the church. Mm. Very good. Yeah, you got you to gotta know what you're doing. How often have you walked into a meeting before and it's just a meeting because you're supposed to have a meeting and you just kind of follow what you did last time and you feel like that was just a wasted hour? 
Uh, I think you go in with at least, even if it's just on a stick it note, I've done that before going to a meeting and I'm going, these are the things we're going to cover. And so let's move through the agenda guys. Let's, let's get through this and, and work through this because we've got to cover these things and then we can, you know, talk those sort of things as we go. But yeah, Micah, how's the agenda set in meetings that you lead? Well, I mean, I think the agenda is set by whoever calls the meeting. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's anything more than that, just the person who's in charge. Now, having said that, I think we would all be remiss if we did, didn't acknowledge that uh, likely the pastor is going to help um, di- Try? drive the direction of the meeting, yeah. right? And I think we, we need to be honest enough to, to acknowledge that as well. But mm-hmm. generally, whoever puts the meeting together. Right, so our chairman of deacons will shoot me the agenda for the the upcoming deacons meeting um, and say, you know, here's the things I'm going to cover, anything you want to add, anything you don't want to talk about in this one, and and we kind of go through all of that. And so I think that's effective. Just somebody needs to set an agenda, and then which brings up our second point, communicating that agenda, communicating even just pre-meeting. And I thought this is one of the ways we could talk about it. It's just do you all have very much pre-meeting communication? A significant think, amount. I do. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think ever want to. I don't ever want to walk into a meeting and kind of like not really know what's going to happen. That's the pro tip right there. So I think our listeners should write that down. When I was uh, younger or just starting out in the pastoring, I would go into nearly every meeting not having any idea what's about to happen, and I thought that's just the way you do it. And uh, I learned you never walk into a meeting without knowing at least what you're going to cover and generally how people are going to feel about the topics because. The meeting's not necessarily – it's not a discovery meeting. It's, it's, a, it's a getting things done meeting, right? So you don't want to be surprised. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I completely Yeah, I completely agree. agree. And I made the same mistakes when I started out as well. I assumed that you would walk into a meeting and that's where you would have the banter back and forth to kind of get to a certain point. But it doesn't work well in the church. No, I do, I do my homework long before the meeting, whatever the meeting may be, if it's a personnel meeting or a stewardship meeting, which is our finance team, you know, business meeting, you know, you need to walk into that room and, and have a general idea of the people that are there, where they stand and, and, and what they're going to say or, and, and what they may bring up. Now, there's always the thing that comes out of left field that you can't plan for, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, you need to know where people are, um, yeah. particularly if you've got a, a, um, an agenda item that may not be as unifying or could be potentially controversial. Hmm. Um, Got to do the legwork ahead of time. Otherwise, you're going to get burned. You're going to get burned hmm. a lot. Micah? No, I mean, I, yeah, I would agree. And, and I think um, w- one of the realities is you're going you're gonna to do the legwork. You're going to figure out that sort of stuff as much as you can. But there's always going to be the potential for you being surprised in a meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be prepared for that. I think you've got to walk into the meeting thinking something could happen that could surprise me. I need to be disciplined enough to be very cautious in how I respond. And uh, I'll tell you, there have been multiple times in meetings when I've been caught surprised and have said things that I regretted later. Not not, mm. not that I've said bad things, but I've committed right. to something or I've agreed to something that I, I ultimately regretted. And so if I'm caught unaware, I've tried to discipline myself to say, okay, you know, I haven't thought through th- thought through that yet. Let me think through it and I'll respond to you. I had a meeting last week that was a little bit, I didn't set the meeting. Some folks wanted to meet with me and uh, there was a, a piece of news that was a, a little negative and surprising and, uh, but at the same time needed to be dealt with. And uh, I, I, my response to them was, thank you for meeting with me. Thanks for the information. 
I need a little bit of time to process it before I make a decision. I'll let you know in the next couple of days how we're going to respond. And uh, unless it's an emergency, you can almost always get away with that. Uh, and it's actually probably a wise decision for you. And, and they probably view it as a wise decision, those who are meeting with you. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a really great thing. Do you guys ever have any any – well, let me ask you this because you just said something I thought was interesting. You said you had a meeting and there was a little bit of negative news. Are you guys as churches uh, occasionally you have some surprises, some negatives, some bad things go on occasionally at church churches? Wait a minute. Is, is there a church that, that is not <laughs> – is there a church where that's not true? I'd like to know where that church is from. I know. I think that's the point. Sometimes I get the impression from talking to some of our listeners that they – you know, sometimes we might be even a little disappointing to our listeners because we talk about great things and we're moving in this direction. This is what we do at Brainerd or Second or West Brainerd. And, you know, honestly, listeners, we we get surprised. We get down. We get discouraged by meetings. Sometimes we go into meetings and there's that personality and it's like, ah, oh, I'm never going to get this things done. I mean, all of our churches are that way. Everybody's church is that way. So maybe that's yeah, a I thing mean, to put on that. These meetings are hard, and this, but they're good. <laughs> yeah, I, can you, I can give you an example. So Go for it. You know, I, I, um, I want to be careful because, you know, I, I want to speak positively of my church. You know, Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I am yeah. not going to. So, yeah, on the podcast, we're, we're going to be real here, but at the same time. I'm not going to air the dirty laundry in my church. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm just. I mean, we work here. Uh, that's not yeah, wise. I mean, and don't do that. Well, not so. to mention just that w- these are people that we love and that we're in the yeah, process absolutely. of shepherding. These are not just illustrations for, you know, for social for media podcast. or books. I mean, these yeah. are real people. Mm-hmm. We're trying to shepherd them, help lead them, and and we're being shaped ourselves. We make mistakes and are immature at times and All have to be shaped. Time. And so, no, yeah, I don't I mean, ever make mistakes because I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> completely mature. And oh, there's sure. there's Sam's big mistake for the episode. Yeah. He's a rainer. <laughs> so so let me but let me give you an example. Um, so last night we're finishing up our budget for 2019. So I, I, whenever this airs is when it airs, but. Um, I, we're finishing up. I'm working with a stewardship committee, and you know we're 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 at crunch time. Uh, meaning, you know, we we've got to we've got to go line by line in the budget, and it's a tedious process. And you know, do we really need this? Can this be cut? Um, you know, and, and we're we're working through cash flow projections, and you know, all of this. And it's not a tense meeting, but it is a pointed meeting. And you know, everyone kind of has an angle, and we're taking votes on each line item as we go through. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an important meeting because we want to make sure that the church does well financially in 2019. So it's extremely important that we do this. And, you know, we're voting on things, and not every vote was unanimous. I'll just say that. Um, and, but there, it was respectful. There was uh, good dialogue. Um, people uh, cared about each other in the process even as they disagreed. And we did have some points that were, you know, some line items in the budget that were controversial and mm-hmm. controversial not in a you know people are angry at each other or anything but um but some people i don't know why we need this or here's why we need this and and a lot of back and forth so you know there are meetings where you know things can get mildly tense i guess and still be very positive um so yeah i mean there's plenty of meetings where that where that happens and, and there's degrees of that too and you know i've actually at a previous church you know, I've broken up a fight before, a fist fight. You know, so, and, and some of, some of our listeners, you know, they're like literally in between two people throwing punches. That's um, I mean, it's not funny, but it, it's kind of it's relatable. It feels good, you know. It oh, oh it's hilarious now. I mean, it's absolutely hilarious now, but it wasn't at the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've all been a part of that. Those things, those things. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, Brainerd, I love what's happening at Brainerd right now. We're growing. I mean, if you look at all the numbers, right, all the data is good. And last week, 
almost every meeting I had was frustrating and left me going home sad and and ready to just sort of punch my pillow. And uh, and I mean, I think that's the reality. I think I, I think the reality is the majority of the meetings we have, interpersonal meetings we have as pastors. I tell people this all the time. You want to you want to have fun as a pastor. I love pastoring. I love what I do. But don't miss the fact that the the vast majority of the meetings we have are with broken people who are in the midst of brokenness. And uh, those are regularly not fun meetings. I mean, they're hard and they're painful. And sometimes, you know, one of the things I realized, um, we've had a few folks over the past year and a half, two years, I've been here two and a half years now, that have been um, a little more critical than others. And almost to a one, we've we've realized that in their moments of highest critique, there have been personal issues going on in their lives at home that we were unaware of. They can't take it out on their family, and they turn around and they take it out on others. And so it's not that their critiques are invalid. It's just that they're fueled by other things than just their discomfort about decisions we're making. And so I think the reality is meetings at churches are often tense, often difficult. And, and it often comes back to one of the things we talked about early on in the podcast, uh, and that is that churches are like churches uh, faith is like politics we those of us who are in leadership often think of it as a cerebral sort of intellectual activity mm-hmm. you know the bible says this that means this we'll do x you know but the truth of the matter is the average person who's in it thinks of it first and foremost as an emotional activity mm-hmm. i feel this way and that's why moving the pews in a sanctuary is so difficult for some people because my kids walked down that aisle and got married or my grandson walked down that aisle and came to jesus and so it, regardless of the logic it's personal and it's emotional and so it's bound for some of your meetings to be frustrating, discouraging, and painful. But that doesn't mean we can't design them in such a way so that they're most productive and helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys ever have anything along the lines, just to get back on our little tiny agenda that doesn't matter, it's our show. Uh, do you guys, uh, <laughs> we're it's not, not like a meeting. <laughs> we didn't, yeah, we're not following was, our own agenda. I was listening to uh, J.D. Greer and Todd Unzicker on their new podcast this morning. You know, they ask anything with J.D. Greer. And J.D. Right. said, hey, can I say something else? And Todd said, um, pretty sure the episode is called Ask Anything with J.D. Greer. You can say whatever you want to say. <laughs> Which, by the way, we haven't said this yet, is one of our co-shows on the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. And so if you haven't checked those out to our listeners, you need to. Um, fantastic episodes, but just Google LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network and you'll find all of us. Um, we're, we're totally pumped to be a part of that. Um, but do you guys have any... I've been in a couple of meetings before. What about the communication during the meeting? And the reason I bring this up is I was actually a part of one in which they had, you know, those city mugs by uh, Starbucks? Uh, They had one for Vegas, Las Vegas. They would put the Las Vegas cup in the middle of the table and said, whatever happens at Vegas stays at Vegas. So (laughs) that was um, one of these, like, it's a free space. It's a a safe space type of thing. Y'all ever seen anything anything like that? Or like the talk stick so that everybody talks? Or is that maybe a little bit elementary? Uh, Well, we we say those things in our meetings that this is confidential. I I don't know how well it works. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm, I'm always mindful that anything that I say or anything that I pass out paper-wise in a meeting or anything that I email uh, has the potential for the entire church to hear, see. So, um, you know, if you're a pastor, th- th- those are great, um, great ideals that, that you know, th- there's confidentiality. But just realize that if you say something really stupid in a meeting, the likelihood of it getting out is pretty high. I it had a meeting. High, but I'll, Sorry, go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I had a meeting this last week with staff, and and two of the points on our agenda were assume 
they are going to tell somebody and assume they will not they will not understand what you said. So you just have to know that that's going to happen and prepare yourself. I, I agree with both of you. I would say that a good point here, though, is, uh, yeah, if we say something, it's likely to be repeated elsewhere, and that's okay. So we need to be very aware that everything we say um, could be repeated. But But I would say this is also a reminder that saying something when it's a difficult to understand or controversial topic is probably better than writing something. Mm, And I think we live in such a writing, email, texting culture that we often think, oh, I can short circuit a meeting by doing that. And uh, remember, if it's something that's difficult or controversial, having it in writing can often be more difficult. It's easy to share and you don't get the opportunity to to then address it. And uh, so I I would recommend if you're going to say something difficult, controversial, it should be said rather than written. And and I think you're going to be in, in a better position if you say that. Having said that, Josh, I've never been in a meeting where we've had a coffee mug from Vegas or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, we do on occasion say, guys, you know that this can't leave this meeting. Um, and and really, we're we're a really transparent staff. So you know, it, if it comes to long range planning, that sort of stuff, we're not worried about those things. The only thing that we would really keep confidential is if it's a personal issue, somebody in the church is dealing with sin, or there's a health issue that they don't want repeated to other people. Those sort of things. And I'm sure you guys are the same way, but as a teenager, my mom just pounded in my head to where she said, never say or write anything you don't want the world to see or read and or hear. And so I'm just, I'm constantly thinking about the way I'm saying things and thinking, if this got out of this meeting, am I willing to stand up behind it and say, yeah, I said that. And so here's how we're going to have to deal with that. That being said, Um, just to be honest, and I know a lot of my staff listen to this show, and so this is a great thing for them to hear as well, again, because I've already told them. After a while, if things keep getting out of meetings, and I know, and I, it's not hard to figure out how they're getting out of meetings, those people stop getting invited to meetings. They're, they're, they're cut out of loops, and I make no apologies about that. I've had conversations with people before, and I've just point blank said, it's because I can't trust you to keep this information, because here's a, example A, B, C, D, where, you let things out that did not need to be nothing bad happened but if i can't trust you in small things can't trust you in large things so communication i think is a big thing and i do often communicate Bam, that you just truth you just, you just laying it out there <laughs> well hey we we deal like what i completely agree with what micah says it's politics and how people's feelings i don't want you to hurt use my words to hurt somebody else so hey sam yeah when was the last time you or i got invited to a meeting with josh <laughs> Wait a minute. Should Every we should we be worried about recorded. this? Should we be worrying about this? I just had an epiphany, Micah. Oh my goodness. It was like the light bulb went on in my mind. I need yeah. to go curl up and cry some. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go feel really sorry for myself the rest of the yeah. day. <laughs> well well we'll deal with that later. I we'll set an agenda and follow up later. Which which hey, let's deal with dealing with later. Follow up. The, follow the, you've up. never follow followed up with me on this. Josh. You have not. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So we've talked about setting an agenda, a communicating pre and during the meeting, and making sure it gets out. And now follow up. You know, I what do you do with the follow up? Like, I think sometimes meetings are so pointless because there's all these things to done, and then people That's walk right. out, and there's no actual like, here's when it needs to be done by. How do you guys handle yeah. that? So here's here's how we've started up with. Uh, let me just go with staff meetings because I think that it's probably applicable to most of our listeners, and, and I know some of our. Listeners are kind of sole pastors and, and may use uh, lay volunteers for certain things, but um, a lot of our listeners do, do have a staff, if not a small staff. We actually take minutes, um, write down action items. So mm-hmm. you go do this, 
that's get that's written down in the minutes. It's bolded. It's underlined. Whatever. It's it's um emphasized in the minutes that this person has this responsibility, and then we attach those minutes to the calendar, the master calendar of the church that is for that particular meeting, that staff meeting, um, so that if anyone has any doubt about what they're supposed to do, they can just get back into the calendar, go to the calendar event, click on the file that's attached to the calendar event, and pull up pull up all of the, the minutes. And those are emailed out as well to remind mm-hmm. people, hey, don't forget about your responsibilities. So that's, that's part of how we do follow-up. Now, obviously, there's follow-up beyond that with going to individuals and Hey, this deadline, you passed the deadline, what's what's going on? Is there a reason why you haven't gotten to this? Yeah. Micah? Yeah, I mean, so we're in the process of looking at um, workflow software, which there's a lot of it out there where you can have team-based workflow software, web-based, you know, where you can assign tasks, you know, task assignments to different employees. And so we've been looking at that. We haven't found one that we totally love yet. So what we do now is a little bit rudimentary, but it still works. Um, we, uh, we use Google Docs, Google Drive for everything we do uh, at Brainerd. And that way, so we've, everything's collaborative. We can invite people into the docs. And so, like, for instance, we have a lead team meeting once a week. Um, our staff's a little too large for us to all get together and have a staff meeting that could be productive every week. So our lead team has our weekly staff meeting that, that provides our leadership for the church. And we have a document, a running document, where we keep our agenda. So every day, any of our lead team members can jump in and add content to the agenda. So our lead team member meeting will be tomorrow morning. And then when we get into the meeting tomorrow morning, as we assign responsibilities to different lead team members, uh, there's actually, you can assign responsibilities in Google Doc. Uh, and it'll you just tag their email address. It automatically sends them an email and says, you've been assigned this task. And then when they complete it, they can hit resolve, and it takes it right out of the Google Doc, and you know that the task has been completed. So it's a little bit rudimentary, but it works for us for right now. That's in Google, like a sheet or a Docs? Yeah, in Google Docs, yeah. Huh. Yeah, you can do 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 it in Google Sheets or Google Docs. Yeah, you can do it in any of the Google Google products. I've never done project For project management, now we don't do this for meetings. You know, know, we're we're talking about meetings. But if you're talking project management, we actually use a software program program called Teamwork. It's Mm -hmm. Mm teamwork.com. We find it to be very useful. Um, It's a a very robust software. Um, So it can grow with you as your church grows. And so, Micah, I'll just give you that tip if you haven't looked into Teamwork. I'm glad you said that because we've done research on a ton of different options, and I have not heard of Teamwork, I don't think. And oh, so Teamwork is amazing. I'm it's looking amazing. at it. I literally just pulled it up right now. I'm, I pulled up Google Docs. Where do I find the little thing to add somebody? I'll, like show, you how, I'll show you how to do it on the – I'll show you how to do it here in a little bit. Cool. It's super That's simple. something that we need yeah. to do. All right. I love so, I love how we're all geeking out together on this on our own exactly podcast, right. and our listeners are I, probably right. going, I, no. "What on earth are you guys?" Doing I promise right you now? that half of our listeners are pulling up their computers right now and going, "How do you do that on Google?" Mm-hmm. I need to do that because it's free. <laughs> uh, so what fine. you can do? Well, let me. I'll tell you then for everybody who's listening. When yeah. you're in a Google Doc, highlight mm-hmm. highlight whatever it is you want them to do, okay. and then the little uh, plus sign appears on the right side of the screen where you can add a comment. Uh-huh. Click that plus sign to add a comment. Hit the at sign, and then type in the email address you want to assign it to. So uh, whatever email address you prefer to assign it to, you just hit at you know Micah Freeze or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll automatically um, bring up and populate their name. You click on that, and it'll say, "Do you want to assign an action item?" And you click the button oh, that says "Yes, assign that. to you," and hit assign, and then boom, that that op- that particular 
item is assigned to them. Mm, I'm adding this to the next staff agenda. This is how we're going to do this from now on. So how I'll cool is it. that, huh? Yeah. For your te- so if you do all your if you do all of your agendas in a Google Doc, then you can in the meeting in real time assign stuff to people, and then you'll know when it's resolved. I love that. We're trying to keep everything on Google, so um, we do too. That. And that way, but Chat, I'm telling you, for churches everything. that are sm- for your churches that are small, that sort of thing, um, it's free. That's the beauty- beautiful, beautiful part. There's no budget requirement, you know, involved at all. Yeah, Very I love good. I love the Google universe. You give up all your privacy, but you do. It's free. Here's the deal. If anybody's still out there trying to protect their privacy from Google, you lost that a long time ago. Uh, (laughs) Google and Facebook both. (laughs) Take your tinfoil hat off. We have no (laughs) privacy. (laughs) It's over. And this is our final thing. We've got just a few minutes. So we've talked about agenda, communicate, follow up. And then this one is more, I think, in the mind of the leader, but a goal for the meeting. What do you actually want to accomplish in this meeting? And I've seen this done in two ways. The first one is I've walked in and said, all right, friends, this meeting we have to set a budget for blah 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 or we have to figure out the personnel um, raises for next year we have to do that right now here's all the information let's do it i've also gone into meetings before and said all right here's a couple of things that you know are kind of swirling around let's discuss them briefly and then set a goal and that's been highly effective too because you have other people chiming in saying okay so it seems like for this meeting we need to a b c and everybody agrees, and then we attack A, B, and C. So those are some things where a goal communicated or at least brought in is highly helpful. Even, that's not necessarily the same as the agenda because the agenda can say uh, celebrate birthdays or you know, let's, you know, you pray here, devotional here. That's the agenda. This is the goal for the meeting. You're going to walk out with at least these things done. Um, that's at least a tip that I've really kind of adopted and used, and it makes everything seem a lot more functional to me. Yeah, make sure you have your priorities there. Right. Um, you know, you just don't want to wander aimlessly in a meeting. You know, have, have your have – your, this goes back to the agenda. The agenda needs to be the priorities, and likely you need to put the top priorities first so mm. that you can – Hey, that's a good word there too. Yeah, rearrange your agenda by what? Because, you know, meetings can go on and on and on and on. Yeah, the temptation is to put the easy stuff first, um, such as, you know, well, this won't take long. Let's go ahead and do this. The problem with that is you often get wrapped around the axle with stuff that is of less importance, um, particularly in church meetings. We've You're just dropping there, right? all those sweet rhymes, sweet <laughs> this is, lines. This is there. the kind of stuff you get when you get a rainer on your podcast. Man. That's right. Wrapped around the axle. That's what yes. we're that's what we're gonna call our rock band that we start when Mike dances. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that is all the time we have for today's episode on of EST. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're checking out Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network with co-host or co-shows such as Five Leadership Questions, Ask Me Anything by J.D. Greer, and many, many, many more. We are so glad to be a part of that network and glad that you are listening. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, and we will check you next week. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. EST is proud to be a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.